Hello, I'm Kendra Von Esch, and you are listening to my 10-minute daily podcast, Reality Reflections. I bought into what this world said would make me happy. Money, prestige, power. And hey, if it feels good, do it, because life is stressful, so party hard. Do whatever makes you happy. But that didn't quite work out, because I felt even more insecure, full of fear, shame, and anxiety, and never, ever good enough. Then God found me and flipped my reality upside down and transformed my life. And I want this for everyone. So I left my executive career to help others find true acceptance, supernatural peace, joy, and love that only comes from a relationship with God. Here is my reality reflection for today. You know, as you read the Bible, Amos was in the first reading today. And I just sit there and think, my goodness, how incredible to be a prophet and to hear sentences, real rational thoughts. Oh, and by the way, those sentences are not easy to swallow. When prophets back in the Old Testament days were speaking, they were not mincing words. They were saying the truth and in some ways being pretty blatant about it, which is sometimes how you have to say the truth, especially to some people who believe that their ways are true ways to live, if you will. And that is what we are all, you and me, anyone who's hearing my voice, we have to remember that we are called to a life of prayer with God. We are called to a mystical, supernatural, visionary type relationship with God. I know there are a lot of people out there who follow visionaries, whether they're approved or not approved by the church, and live and breathe by those words. And my whole purpose, honestly, this goes back to my Radio Maria days when I was a co-host with Christine Watkins. Her mission was to bring people to these visionaries to help prepare them for the next era, if you will. Lots of people call it end times. And I remember being on those radio calls and I got sucked in. She created this countdown to the kingdom and I started reading it. And I was starting to feel personally on edge. I felt very uncomfortable. It was very confusing for me. And who are these people? Am I going to take her word for it or Mark Mallett's word for it? And let's talk to them. Now, you have to remember, wink, wink, nod, nod. I was behind the scenes. I know exactly how that site went up. I know exactly what happened. We'll just leave it at that. And there was a pull on my heart because people were emailing me and asking me what to do about all these things with end times because our radio show was on the Countdown to the Kingdom newsletter. 
And I think our it was actually on the site where you could click on it and listen to our radio program. And I told Christine in the beginning, honey, my mission is to help others deepen their relationship with God so that they can pray and have this supernatural, mystical relationship with Jesus, with the Father, with the Holy Spirit, with Mary, with St. Joseph, with, you know, other saints, helping them along the journey and teaching them how not only to live, but to live in the Spirit of God, which means incessant prayer. So yes, I pulled myself away from that because I don't necessarily agree with some of the visionaries that are on that site. They change all the time. They, you know, they're not always in agreement. You've seen now it's just Christine and Mark. The other two guys left Peter a long time ago and recently Daniel O'Connor. All I am saying is we, you and me, can have this type of relationship with the Lord ourselves. All we, you and me, have to do is choose to learn. Choose to learn to take the progressive steps up the nine levels of prayer so that you and I can also be in perfect union with God. I doubt I'll ever even get past <laughs> past level two, which is mental prayer, all the way up to nine, which is perfect union with God. This is where, you know, people are, they're in their bodies, but they're almost dead. They're taking trips with Jesus. They're visiting, you know, heaven and all these amazing places because they're that close to God. They've dedicated and humbled themselves and have given their life to God. This is probably not, I don't know, God's a funny, funny God. Maybe he does want to do things like that in our lives. But I always look at me and say, yeah, I'm probably not going to get to that level. But what I've experienced so far, there is a mysticism and a supernatural impact on my life. And I want to read a couple of things on prayer is battle. It's going to be fast, but this is why I want to leave you with, yeah, it's not easy, but that's the, that's the beauty and the joy of it. Think about your journey with some of your sins or even some of the sins that you're still battling right now. Think about when you tried to fix the things yourself and got frustrated and kept having to go back to confession. I got frustrated again. Only until you called out to God did you find that true conversion and true virtuous living comes into our life because God pours the grace out into us and the Holy Spirit works to sanctify us and change our heart. This is what it's all about. Prayer needs to come from the heart. And prayer is a conversion of the heart. Okay, let's just talk briefly because I'm looking down at my time. Holy moly. Okay, the battle of prayer in the catechism of the Catholic Church. So first, let's remember, we've got to respond to the gift. 
Prayer is a gift from God. Prayer is a covenant and prayer is communion. You can listen to two podcasts before this. And by the way, some of you who follow me on YouTube are probably seeing things that are popping out there. I'm trying to get my rosary meditations and also this podcast to post every day on YouTube because I know people don't go to different podcast places, but I know there's a lot of you that are subscribed to my channel. So you're going to see some things popping up and Hello, this is the daily podcast that I've been talking to all of you about, and I figured I'll figure out a way to get it from a podcast channel like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, etc., over to YouTube. So there you go. You're going to see a lot more videos. You may not see me, but you'll hear me. Okay, we're responding to the gift. Prayer is a gift. We need to respond. This presupposes effort, and it's not just us. All the great spiritual people, including Jesus himself, showed that prayer is a battle, both against ourselves and against Satan, that ultimate tempter. We pray as we live because we live as we pray. I think that's what we should always remember. Because I guarantee if you go back into your life and you recall the days that you didn't pray or before you put a prayer life in, oop, sorry about that. That would be my computer. You have a difference. There's a difference in your life. The day that you pray, the day that you don't pray, it's different, guaranteed. So we pray as we live because we live as we pray. Therefore, we must habitually live by the Spirit so we can pray in the Spirit. Remember, it's a gift. We have to call out for the Holy Spirit. Okay, there's four false ideas, false notions of prayer. Number one, prayer is a psychological activity. <laughs> no, it's not. Prayer is a concentrate is concentration to reach a mental void. No, it's not. That, my friends, is new age meditation. To empty your mind, right? To empty your mind and not think of anything to be like this gap, this mental void. To concentrate on thinking about nothing. That is not what prayer is. On the contrary, it's quite the opposite. It's concentration to put ourselves in the presence of God, to look inwardly into our heart and soul, to seek the Lord, to have him fill us with his spirit, thoughts, life, zeal, fruits, right? Number three, prayer is a mere ritual. There's too many of us who pray it because we're supposed to, who go to mass on Sunday because we're supposed to. And mass is the best prayer ever, and most of us don't pray it at all. Number four, prayer is an occupation for which the believer does not have time. Let me repeat this. Prayer is an occupation for which the believer does not have time. That 
is the worst. These are all false. Discouragement comes about because people do not realize that true prayer comes from the spirit and not ourselves. That is why we ask humbly to the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, come, please help me pray as I ought because I'm an idiot. (laughs) I'm a total moron. I'm deaf, dumb, and blind when it comes to you. And I need you to turn on my heart, to open my eyes, to open my ears, to loosen my tongue, to be with you, to hear from you, and to do what you want me to do with your grace. That's prayer. Okay, there's four problems in failures in prayer. Number one, discouragement from dryness. That's when you get discouraged because you have no sense or feeling of God. Maybe you're in the valley right now. Maybe God on your journey has pulled back because maybe he's sensing that you're only praying so that you can get those spiritual highs. This is where we grow when we don't feel the presence of God and yet we still pray. Number two, sadness caused by material attachments. Think about it. I don't want to pray because my favorite TV show is on right now. I don't want to pray because, oh my gosh, there's stuff going on on social media. I don't want to pray because I feel like eating that ice cream that's calling my name in the freezer. These are all attachments to worldly things, which we need to work on so that we can sit and pray and get that strength, understands God, understand God's voice in our life. And Hey, maybe have those mystical experiences ourselves. Number three, disappointment over not being heard. And number four, refusal to accept prayer as an unmerited gift. All of these lead to the conclusion. What good is it to pray? Three virtues are needed. Everyone humility, trust, and perseverance. Humility to ask God to help us because we don't know how to pray as we ought. And it's a gift trust that he hears our prayers and that we give everything to him. We trust that he's going to do the best for us, but yet we persevere. We continue to pray, even though it may not have been instantly given to us. We continue to pray most often for the conversion of others because those take some time sometimes. Okay, distractions in prayer are habitual are an habitual difficulty. Okay, the secret is to turn our heart away from their causes, which are the attachments. We must have preferential love for the Lord. This leads us to a purified heart and a choice to serve the right master, right? You can't serve to God's mammon and the father. So that is why we must be vigilant, have a sober heart. Jesus spoke of his own coming each day and on the final day, even if the bridegroom comes, bridegroom comes at midnight, our lights must be lit. Come seek his face. Doesn't matter how distracted you are. Do it anyway. The minute that you choose not to pray and you walk away, that's the minute you sin and you choose not to love God. But if you have committed 15, 20, 30 minutes 
and you fight through every distraction and you use every tool that we talk about, right? You find your prayer corner, you find a place and a time that's quiet, you schedule it, you have your sacramentals, your holy water, your holy oil, you have blessed objects, and then you have something that you have a focal point on. Could be a crucifix, could be your Bible, could be a Mary statue, could be your rosary, but something that you go back to, to go back into the presence of God in your prayer. While your mind wants to wander and you want to go online, you bring it back and you fight to bring it back and you commit to that time. Even though it seems like a waste to you, it's not. You are a good and faithful servant because you fought through the distractions. You have ticked off Satan and his minions who did not succeed to drag you away from God. And according to St. Francis of DeSales, your prayer was beautiful, even though all you did was fight distractions. It's because you fought through it. Dryness in prayer belongs to contemplative prayer. When the person has no taste for thoughts and feelings, even spiritual ones, you're so lackluster. I feel this sometimes <clears throat> in some of the people that I coach who are on drugs. And there are medical drugs for depression and anxiety. And I feel like in some cases, those drugs dampen the spirit. And maybe even make it worse, the dryness even worse. And I feel badly for those people, but I don't do anything because I'm not a doctor. I can't say go off of those meds. But I have a feeling because I've been on certain meds that have maybe put a wet blanket on me kind of spiritually where I just feel blah. I don't have a high. I don't have a low. I'm just kind of like on this even keel. And that's not who I am. I mean, I'm a high and low kind of chick, as a matter of fact. And you know what? I like it that way. I can cry at the drop of a hat. I can laugh in hysteria. And that's just who I am. I'm emotional. When I first started this ministry, I went through this exercise with a bunch of people that I knew and I sent them a bunch of questions about me and then I gathered the information and almost every single person used the word emotional to describe me because <laughs> I could be in a, in a conversation and I could just cry. Good tears and bad tears. I am very connected to my feelings and that is why I need to be very connected to God in prayer so that I don't let my emotions and my feelings drive me because some of those emotions and feelings are going to drive me in the wrong direction. That's why we need to pull ourselves back when we get into this emotional state of whatever it is, rage, resentment, anger, frustration. Okay, back to the four things. So we covered distractions. We covered dryness and prayer. <clears throat> so in this time, by the way, when you're feeling nothing, this is sheer faith. And if we don't have good roots, like the sower that throws the seeds and our roots are super duper small, they barely even crack the surface, we're going to have a real, real battle. And we're going to require Massive conversion every day, meaning we just have to cling to Jesus and keep doing it until we come out of that valley and keep walking up that next mountain. 
Lack of faith. Most, the most common temptation is a lack of faith, which comes from the thousand cares which compete for priorities in our lives. Where or what is our real love? Do we really believe in God? Do we really believe in his words where he says, apart from me, you can do nothing? This lack of faith is what we should pray for every day. Lord, I believe, help my unbelief. So while you're asking the Holy Spirit to help you pray, ask for the Holy Spirit to give you more faith, to believe these crazy, wild things, these mysteries that we've been told, these prophets who are telling us plainly what will happen if we do not do these things, and yet why do we do them? Lord, I believe, help my unbelief, and help that faith come from my head to my heart. This is all about conversion of the heart. Lastly, spiritual sloth. Hello. <laughs> Who can be lazy when you're praying? Right? A depression coming from your lax practices and decreased vigilance. That's basically what it is. You're just lazy. <laughs> I'm sorry, but I need to say it the way it makes sense. And I confess spiritual sloth in confession, reconciliation, because I don't like to look at it as me going to God, embarrassed. I want to remember to go to God as a loving child instead of I'm a fool. I'm an idiot. I can't believe I'm bringing this back into the confessional. This is what hit my heart on the sacred heart of Jesus last Friday when we heard that beautiful news about the Roe v. Wade overturning as a federal right. And that day I was planning on going to confession, but the priest didn't have confession that day. And it changed his homily changed my heart, how I was going to approach confession because I was really kind of like, gosh, I'm so mad at myself. Like I know better. I know I need to have temperance in my life. I know better. And then by the end of that mass, it was, I cannot wait to go sit with Jesus to be repentant from my heart, but to be able to forgive myself and accept his grace in my heart and ask him just to change me. Lord, I can't do this without you. Like that's when your confession turns into true love. Like that's when you have that change of, it's not that you're upset because you've ticked off God and you've gone away from his commandments. You're upset because you've hurt God. There's one that tries to kind of keep you out of hell, and that's the fear factor. But the true gift of fear of the Lord is you're fearful of making him upset. You don't want to disappoint him. Very different. So we know that there are battles in prayer. Go back and listen to this if you need to have a recap or Better yet, I don't know how many of you have done this, but have you actually gone in and read prayer? There's a section on why prayer is not heard, and it's a need for trust, 
or we ask wrongly. So we, we ask something to spend it on our own passions. We're adulterers asking with divided hearts. We don't realize that God, his jealousy yearns for our spirits and we will only be heard if we have the spirit's desires. This is why, again, the light has been shined, shone, shined, the light's on me. <laughs> I see the light that I have been really asking Mary to help take my petitions to Jesus so that they are pure and they're not selfish. They're not things that are for my own desire, that they are truly my petitions, but Mary, clean them up. Or if you look at them and you think they're not holy, then don't take them to them. That's kind of where I'm at with her, an intercessor to the intercessor. Anyway, this is a long one again. Oh, it is just so important. We live the way we pray. We pray the way we live. It is a direct impact on our life. And I will not probably banter more about this, but hopefully you see that this is worth the fight. It is worth every second of falling, stumbling, getting back up, remembering those beautiful moments in prayer and committing to pray. Again, find something out there that can help you. If you appreciate these walks in the morning, great, but you need to do things on your own. You need to have those conversations with God and you alone. I can't pray for you. A father can't pray for you. We can pray for you if you get my drift, but we can't, we can't be that relationship. We can't step in and do the work. You've got to do the work, but the work's not that hard because once your mind, I'll tell you this last thing, once you commit, all you have to do is do it. Sounds so stupid, so simple. But if you commit that you're going to get up at 6 a.m. and you're going to pray for 30 minutes and you're going to prepare and you're going to make sure that you have every benefit with your sacramentals, with holy water, you even can set an alarm and you don't move until that alarm goes off. It's a matter of you're just doing it. It's no longer a will I do it today? It is I'm doing it today. Maybe in the summer you have to find different times. I am a dead, 100%, fully confident person that the best time is before your day starts, when you wake up, because then you're taking the right step with God to have him convert your heart, to give him the message to allow him to tell you what to do today. That's the most important part of prayer. If you get done with prayer and you don't have any inkling 
of what you should be working on that day. Then I just look at the fruit of it because prayer is again a conversion of our hearts. So what is it that God is telling you in this moment of prayer, this moment of conversation, this moment of listening? What does he want you to do today? Because every single day we should be doing something and that is the, the mystical, <laughs> supernatural relationship with God that visionaries have or not, right? You can have that too. And why wouldn't you want that? I don't know one person that doesn't want that beautiful relationship with God where they know his voice Always. I go back to Amos today, right? He is speaking sentences, telling the king about his, <laughs> his sons and daughters and what's going to happen to them. That is there for us. So make that choice to love God. Make that choice to spend time in prayer, learning how to discern his voice, learning what he wants you to do this day. Don't look at this beautiful gift of prayer and walk away from it. Ask the Lord for humility and trust and perseverance. I'll be honest with you. This is a test. And maybe this is the Holy Spirit speaking through me to you. Let's take the test, but not like we did in school. We'll take it every single day, but let's determine that we want to progress. We want to move forward in our prayer life with God, which is a relationship with God. We need to start thinking of prayer equaling relationship. You know as well as I know that you cannot work on an actual relationship without spending time with that person. And when I mean time, it means undivided attention. Not praying the rosary on an audible phone while you're making dinner. Just like if you're spending time with your spouse Put your phone away, don't pick it up, and enjoy the evening with your spouse, whether it be you watching TV together, sitting outside, enjoying the day, you know, having a beer on the deck. But put the phone away and be 100% there. That's all God's asking you to do. And I'm telling you, if you do, he will kick you so much more farther forward and you'll be amazed. Like um, you will, he will give you those beautiful consolations. He will give you those little sweet candies that keep you coming back. And then he'll take them away to test you again. Because he's probably got something that he really wants you to do that you're going to need a deep prayer life to complete. Okay, I'm done. I love you all. <laughs> I do, I do, I do. 
Ay, ay, ay. Okay. Find something more with God today. Oh, and I want to say thank you for all of you who have reached out. Many of you have said, hey, do you have like something that I can hand to my pastor or something that can help me, you know, give information to the people? And so here's here's a couple of thoughts. Um, I can email them to you. I have a profile also on catholicspeakers.com. I just say, you know, if you want a cheaper price, come to me directly because usually they negotiate everything if you go through catholicspeakers.com. But I also have, you know, an events page or a speaking page that has the different talks that I have, but I've customized everything. So if you've got a theme or a conference or something that, you know, is based around a Bible verse, I can match and do anything. But I do have a few links and things that I can help that one's a bio that will help you. All you got to do is just move into the, (laughs) into the office and hand it to the pastor or actually just talk to the pastor and say, Hey, I can send a follow-up email. Do you want me to send that to you? Or do you want me to send it to XYZ person? But I love it. Thank you so much. It would be, I mean, these people I've heard from a couple of times. And if you listen to this, don't hesitate to send me a note, Kendra at KendraVonAsh.com, even if it's not for me to come speak, just to give me some feedback. Don't forget, I'm still a faith coach. If you're looking for someone to help you, maybe you need someone who's an accountability partner, someone you can talk to every week and be vulnerable with, but yet feel like, okay, you know, I'm loved and I'm supported. There's no, you know, right or wrong. It's all about allowing the spirit to move in our lives, but us knowing what that means. What does that mean to me, to you in particular, in your life, in your relationships? Okay. Now I'm at 33 minutes. Sorry, everyone. I promise. I'm going to try to get back to 10 because I know everyone doesn't have so much time, but this is such an important topic and I hadn't even scratched the surface. So get into that catechism of the Catholic church, go, I'm going to put in the link, my, um, prayer program link. If you want to do that, which means 15 minutes every day, there's a three minute email with a video of me telling you about my experience with whatever we're working on that day. And I do share, it's not always perfect. I mean, I struggle with a lot of things, but maybe it'll get you into that pattern for 40 days. And now you've got a little bit of a habit so you can build on that. Okay, now I'm letting you go. (laughs) Have a blessed and inspired day.